Jingle bells, Batman smells. This is sorry, we're open. <laughs> that was really cute. Thanks. Oh my god, I'm proud of that one. Thank you. Wow, I think that's the first time you said it all season. I've really that was a good one. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Welcome back to this episode of Sorry We're Open. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Jess. This is episode 14. 14. And we are in the full holiday spirit here on Sorry We're Open. If you could not tell. <laughs> it's, you know, it's that time of year. It is that time of year. Jess, would you like to give us the topic for today? Yes. So did you want to introduce the segment? You'd love that. <clears throat> Yes. There's a little ASMR for you. Oh, God. (laughs) So we are talking about winter break, a.k.a. the holy grail for college kids after the hard, hard final season. Yeah, One of the things that I loved about winter break freshman year that I didn't realize was going to happen was that I legitimately had nothing to do. I had no responsibilities. I sat on the couch all the time because, you know, winter break in high school, you have to start studying for midterms that come back right after you get back from break, which I think is a ridiculous concept but i was so excited in college i was like oh my god like you can't even get ahead if you wanted to like there's nothing to do there's literally nothing to do you're like actually twiddling your thumbs and watching movies and i slept a lot my first winter break oh i slept so much i slept in i went to bed early you know i just (laughs) the whole shebang so there's two really important holidays that take place well i'm sure actually let me say jessica there's a lot (laughs) of holidays that take place during winter break but one that we both celebrate is christmas yes that is true we do both celebrate that holiday i'm you know i'm the hallmark christmas celebrator i can't say i do any of the religious parts of christmas do you go to church at all no i've been to church four times in my life total (laughs) you're kidding two weddings two baptisms that's it that's it i've never even been to a goddamn wedding (laughs) do you go to church I, well, on Christmas and Easter. Creaster? Creaster. I, I, there's like, there's a word for it. C-O-E, Christmas, C-E-O. You're, I'm a C-E-O. Christmas, Easter only Catholic. That's me. <laughs> oh, that's good. No, yeah. I don't, I, we don't even, no. No, okay. Yeah. We were, we, my dad grew up religious. He went to Catholic school his whole life, altar boy, whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom didn't grow up religious. So when they got married, they were like, she was basically like, Paul, if you want to raise them religious, you do that. And my dad was like, mm, I don't really know. Wow. He was like, he like disagreed with some things. He, you know, my mom, since my mom was religious. Mm-hmm. And so he was basically like, okay. So we never did. Wow. And there was a moment in my life where I was like, I felt like an outsider because I wasn't religious at all. Very interesting. I don't know. I, I mean, I never really felt like that because I went to private Catholic school my entire life, K through 12. Um, so I didn't really know anything besides Catholicism. Until I got to school. And then I was like, oh my God, there are other religions. That's crazy. Well, see, it's funny because I we grew up with really good family friends that were Jewish my whole life. So we spent a lot of time like celebrating their holidays. And I had um, good Jewish friends in high school. And that's also happened in college. So I, I feel like not really believing per se in one religion has made me like more aware, I guess, of multiple religions. Um not saying obviously one religion or another religion is bad by any means, but I didn't grow up religious. So I like really like to hear about other people's religions because there was a part of me in middle school who felt weird that I didn't go to church or that I didn't practice anything and that I wasn't having a communion or, you know, and I think it's fifth grade where people have their communion. 
Eighth grade, yeah. Oh, eighth grade. Well, see how much I know. Um, <laughs> but, and I was like, well, I'm not having one. And then I'll never forget this. We went to, I went to a quinceanera. So that's 15. Mm-hmm. And we had to go to the church ceremony before, right? And so there was like a religious ceremony and everyone got up to give communion. Receive communion. Receive communion. There you go. And w- with the bread and mm-hmm. the wine of Christ. There you go. So, okay. <laughs> so the, the, every time I went to one of these, I had this really awkward moment where I was like, well, am I going to fake it? <laughs> or, am no. I, or am I going to stay seated? So I would always be like, so everyone would get up, right? Because I lived in a primarily Catholic town. Every person got up. So it was like It's me. like illegal in the church to receive it if you're not. Yes. That's why I didn't ever do it. <laughs> but I would sit there and I'd be like, oh, this is so awkward. Like literally like every single person and like me and like one other kid mm-hmm. who I think, you know, was typically Jewish. So it was me. And I always felt so goddamn awkward. And then we'd like sit back down and normally someone would be like, someone who like wasn't my friend would be like, why, why didn't you get up? And I'd be like. Uh, well, uh, you know, I, uh, and then, and then I always felt so awkward. So then there was this period of time where I was like, dad, when you start going to church, because I need to fix this, I need to not feel weird really? at, at things. And my dad was like, no, you're good. <laughs> and so I, I eventually got over this social anxiety, well, thank basically. Goodness. Thank but goodness. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. I never got up because I was like, should I just get up? No. Like, I was like, I wouldn't even know what to do if I got up there. So no. I was like, I can't get up. So then, I, And I was like, I also don't even know what this means. Like, what if I'm doing something highly illegal? Which I guess probably maybe I was. And But <laughs> I definitely didn't know what to do. Oh, my God. No way. <laughs> yeah. That's but I derailed us. Right. No. I mean, just because I, I just want to put that out there. because Just because I go to church on Christmas and Easter, I am, like, really not religious at all. Even though... I, I don't know. I feel like pretty knowledgeable about it. Obviously, going to Catholic school my entire life. Um, yeah, no, but not at all religious. But I think it's it's interesting. You know, I think we could definitely do an episode on religion. And maybe if you're really into religion, hit us up. We'd love to have you as a guest. But thinking about like, you know, people need something to believe in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No. See, that's the thing. I remember freshman year having this conversation. I was like, well, I grew up in the Catholic Church and. That's what I believe, but I don't really know if that's necessarily what I believe now or if I just was going through the motions and, you know, basically my friends and I came to a conclusion that organized religion is a cult. I mean, that's just like an opinion, obviously, you know, you could believe what you want to believe. Um, but w- another conclusion we came to was we th- we thought that people believed in religion because they needed to have faith in something because that is one way to explain all the shit that's going on around us because if you can't make sense of it somehow it seems crazy do you know you know what i'm trying to say exactly like Like you need to believe that someone or something is involved in this right because then you're like why the fuck is this terrible shit happening or why is all this good shit you know it's 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 a way to explain how the world works yeah but we will definitely have a segment on this in the future wow that was good a little (laughs) tangent but now we'll get to the more light stuff um so we basically wanted to talk a little bit about Christmas and some, you know, fun Christmas things. Yeah. So my first PSA is if you are under the age of, let's just highball it of 13, um, I'm going to talk <laughs> about big man Santa Claus. And so I just want to make sure that you can skip ahead. You know, anyone who's 13 probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast anyway. Definitely not. I've said ridiculous things. But, you know, if you are 13 or <laughs> or if you're above 13 and you do not want to hear my thoughts on Santa Claus, you should definitely skip a lot. 
It's really go, Just go, keep go. going. So here's your uh, chance to uh, skip. Okay. Lindsay, how long did you believe in Santa Claus for? Not that, I don't know. I was around like eight or nine. I guess I was like a normal age. Maybe 10. I, max, I was 10 years old. Jessica, why don't you share? So I believed in Santa Claus till I was 12. I, I can't believe that. Because my mom like wrote on the notes on like the wrapping paper like from Santa. I was like, that is my mother's handwriting. Her handwriting and Santa's handwriting were the same. And I confronted them about it on Christmas. Uh, and I, like, I don't know, I don't remember how, how old I was again, eight or nine. But on Christmas at night, when my brother was like not in the room because he's two and a half years younger than I am, I confronted them about it. I was like, your handwriting is the same as Santa's handwriting. Explain this. Okay, well, you see. I had a very active imagination as a child, like very active, like cried when I didn't get to Hogwarts, you know, because that's real. Right. I like, and I was a, the most firm believer. Like, yes, did I notice that my mother and my father had similar handwriting to Santa? Yeah. Did I notice that all the carrots we put in the yard for the reindeer were mysteriously disappeared in the morning or that, you know... You know, there was a lot of sketchy signals, but I was a firm believer because it all, I always believed because when you're a little kid, you really, really believe. But in the fourth grade, I had a Santa sighting. So Mm. I used to, (laughs) I used to have this Tigger alarm clock. Okay. Okay. And Tigger. Right. Because, because that's important to the story. It is important to the story, Lindsay. So it used to glow orange because I also needed a little bit of a nightlight as a child. Right. So it was either third or fourth grade. And I remember very clearly I woke up to what I thought was the pitter patter of the reindeer. So I was like, shit. I was like, I got to be quiet. Like, Santa is here. I'm going to hear him come in. So I remember I like snuggle up under the thing and like fake close my eyes. And I heard like a, like the patter up the stairs. I'm like, shit, man, Santa is going to be here. So I like peered one eye open and I saw this figure in my door and I was like, (gasps) I was like, he's here. He's here. Or I freaked out. I couldn't sleep all night. I literally after the Santa sighting. Right. So then the (laughs) next morning, you know, Christmas happens. We have, we've run down the stairs every morning Mm -hmm. for my whole life. And, Oh, we are not allowed to do that. No, no, no. We have to sit on the top and wait for my dad to go down with the video camera. Yes. Yes. Okay, me too. Okay, okay. Yeah, same thing. But so basically when we went back to school in third grade in January, I wrote this this story about my Santa Claus sighting. And of course it got posted on the third grade board because I'm sure my third grade teacher was like, oh, this imagination. So I went parading around telling everybody I saw Santa Claus. So then I became the firmest believer. And then the sixth grade in Mrs. Mazza's English class, a kid named Lewis told me that Santa Claus was not real. Lewis, are you kidding me? And I was crushed. (laughs) I went home and I was like, mom, your Lewis is lying. And she was like, no. (laughs) It's time, Jessica. (laughs) And my sister was four and a half years younger than me, though. So we I celebrated for like four more years after that or like three more years because that was right when the elf on the shelf came out. Mm. Did you have an elf on the shelf? No, I never had one of those. It was. Well, you missed out. Sorcery. Let me tell you, it wasn't magic. It was sorcery. So if you don't know what an elf on the shelf is, I will describe. An elf on the shelf is basically Santa's secret spy, okay? Like the CIA agent of Santa. Mm-hmm. And he sits in your in your house and he flies back to the North Pole every night to report to Santa how you're doing. So basically, it's like a catch-all for your parents to make sure you behave. So anyways, ours name, our, um, our elf on the shelf was named Freddy. 
And so once I stopped believing, it was my job to move Freddie because my mom always forgot. So it was my job to move Freddie, right? Mm-hmm. So me and my mom were the terrible, terrible at moving Freddie. Like we could never remember. And I'll never forget one time we came to in the morning and my mom was like, oh my God, we didn't move Freddie who was on top of the fan. And I accidentally turned on the fan and then Freddie went flying across the room and I had to find Freddie and it was, it was a total disaster. Oh my God. Um, but Sarah believed for like three more years after me, but... We also, all the kids in the neighborhood were younger than me, so I had to fake it for so long. We used to track Santa on Christmas Eve. I did that all the time. Oh, my God. On NORAD Santa Tracker? Yes! I did it with all my cousins. So we, we had Christmas Eve at my aunt's house every year, and we would always go downstairs into the basement and look at where Santa was, and we'd write it down on a whiteboard, come upstairs, tell all the adults, and then go back downstairs and then see where he was, and then do it again. And this lasted for freaking hours let me tell you and i don't know how any of the adults put up with it because i feel like if that was my kids or like my brother's kids or my cousin's kids i'd be like go away like you're annoying like no i love the christmas i know of course but i know like, they get so, like we were so excited you know but i want to know like who one day like i know it's like a big like story or whatever but like i believed i like firmly believed there was flying reindeer we yeah, used no. to put out carrots for the reindeer. Yeah, no, me too. Carrots and celery. Yeah. Yes, we were like the biggest believers, but like believers. Was that a slip? Was that a um, Freudian slip there, maybe. Jessica? <laughs> um, but you know, just this concept of Christmas and like yeah. thinking about like what Christmas turns into when you're older. Like the mall uh, during the holiday season is probably the worst place on earth. <laughs> Oh, no, it's terrible. I try to avoid it at all costs. I just don't like, give anybody gifts. You listen to the same <laughs> thing on repeat and. You know, there's 500 kids waiting in line to see Mall Santa, and there's like, you know, 400 people trying to buy the same type of gift for someone. No, I know. It's ridiculous. I avoid the malls in general. I'm not a good shopper in general, so the holiday season is no excuse. Are you an Amazon gift order? No, I don't. Yeah, I do Amazon gifts for like my parents and my brother. I did. I actually go to the the mall for my brother, but like those are the only people I get gifts for. See, me and my sister have changed. We now do, for the holidays, we do something together. So instead of buying each other both a gift, we just do something together instead. So we usually, like, get breakfast and get our nails done and do something else because we're like, we'd rather just spend time together than both buy each other nail gift cards. Like, we'll just go get our nails done. That's true. That's cute. That's true. But, you And know, we've liked that. Yeah, I wonder if my brother would like go, get, going to get his nails done with me. I don't know if you would like that, but what about, like, the movies or, like... He does like the movies, but see, I feel like the movies is a very singular activity until the end, in which case then you discuss it. I don't know. My family oh. and I always like rates the movie. Anyway, oh. that's so not relevant. Yeah, um, but I also think gift giving can be really hard. Oh, it's so difficult. And it, I think the best kind of gift giving is gifts where you see something in a store or in another place or another country and you're like, oh my God, this made me think of this person. And that is when I love giving gifts because I'm like, this made me think of you. I'm really excited for you to receive this. Yeah. And it could be something like really small, like wine socks. My one friend liked wine. So I was like, oh my God, look at these wine socks I got you. I'm so excited about these. So like, I don't know. I think that kind of gift giving is the best. I'm really not great at gift giving. I'd rather just gift you my yeah, love I feel- my love and affection. Well, I thought, I've been trying to give think of a Christmas gift for you, Linz. And Stop. It, <laughs> but it hasn't like appeared to me yet. Like you're saying, like I was in the, um, I went to the 
Union Square Christmas Market in New York City. And mm-hmm. I was like, this will, I'll definitely find something for Lindsay. But then I just like couldn't find anything that spoke to me. So I'm waiting for it to speak to me. So I'll, I'll keep you updated okay. if it starts speaking okay. to me. Okay, well, I thought of one idea, but I can't decide if I like it enough. So okay. I'll let you know. Okay, so now I need to get Jessica a Christmas gift. No, you everybody. don't. You don't have to get me a Christmas gift. That's the point. No, no, no. I think you don't, you don't give to receive. You give to give. I, I totally agree. But then don't you feel awkward when like you give someone a gift and they don't give you one in return? No. Okay. Because like you said, if I saw something and thought of you. That's so true. Then That's it's true. like, I don't expect anything in return. It's just, I thought of you and I think you would love it. That's true. And yeah. Yes. All right. I agree. Anything else you want to say about Christmas before we go to the most overrated holiday of winter break? I do want to say one thing really quick. Um, Christmas music, Christmas songs, because this, your story reminded me of it and I wanted to go back to it. Um, you know the song, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus? Yes. So I just have a quick question. Why did we as a society think that it was more likely that your mom was cheating on your dad with Santa Claus than it was for Santa Claus to like beat your dad? Do you know? <laughs> now that's a thought. Right? Wow. Why were we like, yeah, mom's definitely having an affair with Santa. Yeah, definitely adultery. That's That's it. Or maybe that's the whole point, that the song has, like, two different meanings. To the adults, everyone knows it's actually your dad, but to kids, you're like, oh, shit. But, like, also as a kid, why did you think that would be cute? Right, that's what I'm saying. There's so so many wrong... And then, like, grandma got run over by a reindeer. (laughs) Like, that's another one. It's like, I don't want my grandmother getting run over by the reindeer, but I'll make damn sure I sing every single word of that song when it comes on at the Christmas play. It's like, it's in like ingrained in your brain. And then there's also, you know, Baby It's Cold Outside, which has all its controversy. Oh my God. Right. Aren't there so many like sexual innuendos? Well, it's like everyone says that he's the guy's like pretty creepy and like he's like very aggressive. Mm -hmm. But then I just saw a version of it where they swap, where they make the girl be the pushy version, which I thought was interesting. Oh my God. And did you still think she was aggressive? Well, it's or, intru- I think it's, then there's the whole gender double, double standard, standard where yeah. I was like, oh, well, it just like, I feel like there's like, I don't know. I couldn't decide what I thought about it. I try not to read too much into Christmas songs because, you know, you can read into, you can read into everything and then you're like, oh, everything's ruined. Right. You know, I just like a good, you know, all I want for Christmas is you really gets me going. I love when they play that in September at the fraternities. I also love that. It makes my heart sore. <laughs> I wonder how much money Mariah Carey made off that song. Um, A lot. Probably. That was my guess. At, at least 10. Million? Billion? No, uh, just 10. At least 10. <laughs> at least 10 somethings. Okay. Now the next holiday of winter break. Mm. New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. I have a lot of beef with New Year's Eve. Okay, go ahead, Jessica. I think New Year's Eve is the most overrated holiday of the entire year. Yeah, that and like... Valentine's Day being like a Hallmark holiday. I think New York's New Year's Eve is a Hallmark holiday too. You don't it's, give cards though. But that's it's what, such that's, a commercialized holiday. Oh yes, com- yes, commercialized. So I, I buy New Year's cards. What? My grandma gives us a card for everything. That's okay. Well, that's a that's grandma. Have you ever received a card other from other than your grandma, or have you given a New Year's Eve card? No, I think it would be weird to give a New Year's card. That's what a fucking saying okay so let's let me rephrase it's a very commercialized holiday Thank you. yes like first problem why is there this like huge pressure to have the time of your life on new year's i don't know you have to be the drunkest but also not be like too drunk that you're aggressive and annoying and you have to have like the best time ever I, I, you know for no reason you have to have like the most fun like, like you need to be up here well i guess it's i don't know it's exciting like we have new decade coming up so you lived another decade, Jessica. Well, sweet, but like I feel like 
it's like we're gonna do the same thing we always do. We put on the ridiculous, like feathery headbands that say Happy New Year's. We have those. I've never that, done that. Oh well, you should get one. They're fun. No. Then you get the the um, horn thingies, mm-hmm. and then you're like, Ooh, and you take like a cute boomerang holding your champagne, right? Like, like why? No, yeah, no, I don't know why, but but that could go down to like a lot of things uh, nowadays. You know, with people being obsessed with like social media and like trying to like have a good time. And you it, need everyone else to know you're also having a good right, time. Right, exactly. I don't know. But I also think New Year's, everything is overcrowded. Yes. And yes. everything is overly expensive. Right. But see, that's why my friends and I, for the past four years now, have done a house party. And now that we're all 21, people are like, oh, we're going to go to bars. I was like, fuck no, I'm not going to bars. Okay, here's the thing. My So my, my best friend Amanda has a lot of beef about New Year's, so I texted her before we started this. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, before you're 21, though, like you have to force someone to have a house party. We used to, yeah. uh, we always would drive back from Vermont from skiing on New Year's Eve so I could like hang out with my friends on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And the, for the full four hours, we would like frantically text all the boys whose parents allow them to throw parties. Nice. We'd be like, hello, are you available for a party? Or like literally everyone we knew. That's so funny. And it would be like this big shebang. And by the time we got to the end of the four hour ride, we'd hopefully have plans. It was like our goal to arrive in New Jersey why didn't with you, plans. Why didn't you try to plan it before the day itself? You guys planned in advance? Yeah. Wow, you're, you got your shit together. We yeah. never had our wow, shit together. No, yeah, I know exactly like where it's happening, what it's happening, what I'm bringing. Um, but then you're in a basement and you're like, yay, happy I know, but everybody with dresses- your secret alcohol in the closet. But then everybody dresses up and we have decorations. That's another thing I beef with. Why do I have to wear sparkles on New Year's? I don't wear sparkles. Stop giving into society, Jessica. Well, I don't Where wear we... sparkles, but it's a thing that people have to wear sparkles. Yes. Because my mom was going to New Year's party and she was like, I need a sparkly shirt. Like, why? Why? Denise, you don't. I'm telling you right now, you don't need a sparkly top. But I just feel like it's an expectation. And back to everything being expensive. The Uber surges on New Year's. Just sleep at your friend's house. No, but. Okay, we went to. So we got lucky. Last year we went to a bar and we like. Had I would. A, I would never. So wait, we had a perfect situation. I don't know how it happened to us. We. It was all our luck used in one year, basically. <laughs> so we got in with a very low cover, and then we like didn't wait in line at all, like not one minute, which I don't know how that happened. Okay. And weird. We each like we thought our Ubers were gonna be insane. We there was four of us, and we each only paid twenty five dollars total for the Ubers both there and back, like collectively twenty five. Wow! But that's like that's like. A miracle. I'm impressed. Because I had friends who paid $200 for an Uber one way for 20 minutes. Holy shit. But like, it's just such a money-sucking holiday that's focused on drinking. Absolutely. Oh, it's so so drinking-centric. And Um, like, who really likes champagne enough to drink it? Me. All night. I mean, okay, I love champagne. But I'm saying like, there's a lot of people who don't like champagne because it's a wicked hangover the next day. And all we freaking drink on New Year's is champagne. Yeah, well, it's a celebratory drink. We're celebrating a new year. I thought I was going to agree with you on this, but I'm I'm not. I don't think I'm with you. I think it's a... I don't know. I, like, I think it's such a stupid holiday. Instead of being like... It's like, yay, we've made it through another year. Let's drink. Hit midnight. Go, yay. And then the worst part of all of New Year's, <laughs> the pressure to kiss someone. Mm. Who invented that? I don't know. Well, it was like a, like a good luck kiss for the year. No. That is so stupid I, that I, at midnight, have to kiss someone to be like, yay, New Year's. And if I don't, then I feel so awkward that I'm not kissing someone at New Year's because you're surrounded by all these people kissing on New Year's. I have a video that maybe I'll, if I get permission from the people in it, I'll post it on the podcast story in which I'm standing there and there's three couples kissing around me. And there's, I literally like flash and then I'm like, 
Oh my god. No, I have I have a really funny story about that. So freshman year I went to I think it was, yeah, freshman year I went to a New Year's Eve house party and it was with like people that I was friendly with but not like super friends with, but I, I knew someone who knew them and you know, it was like this big group and you know, I I, I became friends with them. There was this one there was this one guy there. So people obviously kissed when the ball dropped, right? That's so, another thing that's stupid. Oh, the ball <laughs> dropping? No, I totally agree. But <clears throat> Because it's so anticlimactic. Oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> a whole other point. But so, you know, hits midnight. Everybody kisses. Okay, keep mingling. But I was, like, talking to this guy. Like, we were kind of... I think we were straight up staring at each other for a whole five minutes. Like, no one... Like, we weren't even that close. Our faces, like, weren't close together at all. Um, actually, this was sophomore year because it was after I had my first kiss. But anyway, we were just standing there, like, looking at each other, like, oh, like, should we kiss? Like, we were talking the whole night, but, like, I don't really know you that well, but, like, should we kiss? Like, I feel like we have to kiss. It was literally 12.06, and, and like, I looked at him, and then we pecked, and then he immediately, like, turned around, like, didn't talk for, like, the rest of the night. Like, it was so uncomfortable. And I then I saw him at new at Thanksgiving Eve this year. So what is that, six years later? I, I really haven't seen this kid. We haven't talked about it, but I saw him at the bar Thanksgiving Eve this year. And he goes, oh my God, hey, what's up? And I was like, yo, what's up? He's like, do you remember that one time that we kissed on New Year's Eve? And I was like, yeah. And then we like never spoke about it, like ran away from each other and like didn't speak for the rest of the night for the rest of the six years until now. Yeah, what I do. I do, mood. I do remember that. Well, you see, I there's this big running joke about 2016 in my life. So 2016 was like, the um, the second half of senior year of high school and the first half of um of college, college. <laughs> the first semester of college and it's a big joke because my new year's kiss that year was like a meme like it was like a guy i definitely should under no circumstances have kissed and i got roasted for it and all my high school friends will know exactly who I'm talking about right now. But, like, it was so bad and every time something bad happened for that whole year i'd be like it's all because i kissed him on new year's it's all because of that kiss. Like, we would blame everything bad that happened on that kiss. Well, <laughs> I, honestly, I th- that that's the only logical explanation. But I didn't kiss anyone this year, so is that also bad? Like, Well, did you have a good year? I feel like it was a roller coaster. But it why was. does kissing <laughs> a boy mean that I'm going to have a good year? I just, and, like, what? Kissing You're a random. rando versus kissing someone I know versus kissing my boyfriend that I don't have. But, like, think about it. Like, that's so true. Why, why, does, why do we associate me kissing a person that was not a good idea with bad versus kissing no one, I guess, as average? But why does kissing someone mean I'm going to have a good year? No, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. My point is, why do I have to kiss someone at midnight? It's so stupid. It is. No, it's, no, it's really dumb. It's no. the dumbest. No, I agree. Yeah. There was one time, I have another funny New Year's Eve story. It was seventh grade, and my friend was throwing this party. Well, it, seventh grade, we were 12. So her, fa- her, fam- her family was, like, throwing this party. And so there were a handful of us there. You know, we were hanging out. My parents picked me up at 11. I was like, you're not picking me up at 11. Like, that defeats the whole purpose. But I guess I was, like, too young to, like, stay up till midnight, or they wanted to spend New Year's Eve with me at home. I was like, what year is it, 2011? Like, it's, <laughs> like, whatever. Like, <laughs> wow. I was like, this is the most ridiculous shit I've ever heard my entire life. There was one year I was also grounded, I think, for New Year's Eve, oh. you know. <laughs> What'd you do, Lynn? No, we're not discussing it. Oh, <laughs> there's tea, there's tea. No, never. No, but like, New Year's, I just think, has all this potential to be fun, and it's just never as fun as it's supposed to be. So then yeah. you are out there always yeah. searching for the best New Year's, and it just never happens. Yeah, I yeah, I have done silly shit on New Year's Eve, um, and I know some people have definitely done silly shit on New Year's so the point is, 
Everyone, do not feel pressured to kiss anyone on New Year's. Don't feel pressured to wear a sparkly top. I agree with that, too. And don't spend a lot of money on Ubers. And just be around the homies you care about and you're grateful for this year. Because that's that's the point of New Year's. Not the champagne drinking and the sparkly shirt wearing. Amen, sister. Thank <laughs> Full you. Circle. Full Catholic circle. Church. Uh. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right. So now our little brief shoot in the shit. We haven't done one of these in a hot minute. It's, it, it has been a long ass time. Well, it's because we've had so many good guests. And I think the guests are technically like shooting the shit. We're just shooting the shit with the guest. Yeah, you're right. It's like shooting the shit guest edition. Right. So I guess we just want to spend a little time reflecting on this season of Sorry We're Open. It will be a miracle. Um, I'm sorry, a Christmas miracle if I don't cry while recording this part. Sorry, I'm like really cheesy. Oh, you're feeling a little a little emo right now? Stop, maybe a little bit. Well, I just I I know we've said it many times. It was in also in the brown and white article that was written about us. <laughs> um, you couldn't see me, but I was like flipping my hair fl- flirtatiously. Um, but we, I mean, I I know I personally didn't expect this to have the success that it has had. No, <laughs> I literally thought it'd be like. My few friends from home. My friends from school. And that'd be it. Yeah. That's honestly what I thought, too. I was like, okay, just a couple people will listen. And I thought it was probably going to be like a one-semester thing. And we're going to be like, all right, that's it. Right, but we have we have plans for next semester. We have guests lined up for next semester. And it's super exciting. And more people have listened to it than I ever could have imagined. Like, my friends' friends have listened to it. People that I barely know have listened to it. People that I don't even know have listened to it. Like, all of Jess's friends have listened to it. And, you know, all their extended people, friends, acquaintances, boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever, have listened to it. And people in other countries have listened to it. Yeah, it's really cool to check the stats and see, like, people internationally have listened to it. Like, or just, like, knowing that it's reaching outside of my bubble, I think is what's really cool. Right. It's it's super rewarding to see that. And I think reflecting on what I've learned from producing oh a podcast. So like, many things. I've learned so much from the people who came to talk. Like, just a reflection of the whole season. Like, you know, when we started this whole BYOT, it was mostly because, you know, Lindsay and I could only produce so many topics in one week. Yeah, and there's then, so much content. <laughs> so I was like, oh, maybe if the guest brings the topic, you know, it'll be... It'll be uh, good. It'll be, you know, less creative juices on us. I was going to say, definitely easier for us. But, like, it was amazing the topics people suggested and people just being like, yo, this is what I want to talk about. This is what I'm passionate about. You know, thinking back to, like, Olivia's episode where she, like, drops that educational knowledge. You know, I had people come up to me being like, I didn't know all those things about HIV and AIDS. Or, like, I want to know more about HIV and AIDS. Like, I wish your episode was longer. Like, I wish I could know more. I wish it was something I, like, was more aware of. And I think, like, just even if if even one person takes an episode and is like, yo, this is something I want to research more into or this is something I care about and I want to talk to someone, like, that's the whole point of this thing. Right, absolutely. And and I do think we've seen that in in our friends and people that we know. And, you know, I can only imagine how much further that goes with people that we don't know, which is what the whole point of this was. You know, we want people to talk about these things. We want people to share it. We want other people to listen to it, even if if it's just that one episode that their friend is in. You know, they're still gaining that knowledge that their friend brought to us and, you know, our perspectives on it. And, you know, maybe gaining a little bit more knowledge about literally anything, 
you know, like whatever we talked about. And I think it's so cool to like, you know, think about where we all come from and like even you and me are very different people and like being able to bring someone who's also different from the two of us and who has different perspectives and, you know, brings their own piece of knowledge here. And I think at the end of the day, it reminds me why I love people so much and why <laughs> like being a people person is such an integral part of my identity because I feel like every day you can learn something new and every day you can get a new perspective that makes you a more open person, which I think is really the whole point of this thing is we want you to take time to think about you know, all these topics. There's so many topics in the world. There's so much. We we have not even scratched the surface on important topics. I know. It's crazy. And people have brought topics. I was like, I have never would have thought that we would have talked about this on the podcast. Like Alexis and the criminal justice system and mass incarceration. I was like, never in a million years would I have been like, okay, like this podcast that I started as half a joke is going to talk about something so impactful as that. And again, HIV and AIDS and toxic masculinity, just to name a few. And just like thinking about how we sat on, you know, the lake and we're like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we produced a podcast? And I was like, hey, dad, we're going to produce a podcast. And he was like, okay, cool. <laughs> and then we did. And then we did it. We did the damn thing. And, and I remember that recording the first episode. I was like, yeah, hopefully we'll do this every week. And we've stuck to it. We, we've been really good about it. And because I think, A, I think we're doing a big thing here. I think we're doing an important thing. By educating you all on topics that we know about and topics that people we know know about. And I think that's a huge part of it. But also, it's fun. It's fun sitting down here with Jessica, you know, multiple times a week. We come in, we put in a lot of work. You know, we do have one day where we try to come in and record, but sometimes shit gets crazy. We have to come and record again. We have to, we missed a piece. We have to go back and do it again. And spending all this time with Jess has been awesome and learning more about her and like shit I didn't know like she's scuba diver certified and so I think that's also been such a great experience it's yeah and it's it's cool to learn something new about somebody I thought I knew really well like right like, well and and we it's not that you thought you know me well like you do know me well but like there's more shit to be uncovered around every corner we're like onions oh we are like an onion look at that <laughs> metaphor and I just think it was like a Shrek reference, really. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think that you know, I've this has made me. You know, I set this out as like a goal to work on being open and you know remind myself like who I am. And you know, I've had my ups and downs this semester, but this has been something that's consistent. And I remember I was talking to a friend today in the library about how college really drives you to. Like do 100%. You're pursuing a career. You're doing 20 extracurriculars and 400 opportunities so that you can look the best you can on your resume. And I really think we forget to take time to do things we love. Like we forget to take time to do things that make us happy just because they make us happy. So yes, I love right. all my extracurricular activities, but they all look really great on my resume, don't they? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really know if an employer would enjoy or care about my fun college podcast, but I'm not doing it for anybody but me. And I'm not doing it for anybody but like, us and yeah the people who listen because it's something I care about and it's something I'm passionate about and that's the end of it and I think it's a really beautiful thing to take time to be creative in whatever you're doing because this has turned into like a really great creative outlet for me right and thank god it hasn't turned into something that you have to do because sometimes there are things that you love that you do because you love it and then sometimes life gets in the way and you feel like you have to do it and you know so far this semester I haven't been like oh I have to go record the podcast now it's been like I can't wait to go record the podcast now and I can't wait to do this thing that I'm super excited about and super passionate about and doing it with someone that I really care about and you know doing it with 
people that I learn to care about, you know? So yeah, like I've made better friends this semester know, because of this podcast. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> and I think like we're really excited for what next semester will bring. You know, we have this opportunity to continue this. We're both taking, you know, what we're taking in the spring. And <laughs> for some of us, that's basically basket weaving and, you know, getting to finish out my senior year with something I care about so much that, you know, we've talked about the future with this podcast and, you know, where it can go. And I think, I think it could, I think it could be big. I don't know. I'm getting really excited about it, but I think it could be big. But at the end of the day, like we really want to thank all of you who have, who have kept listening to it (laughs) and who have given us positive feedback, who have given us great constructive criticism, who have taken the time to come on and be authentic about themselves and people who have told me they want to come on, you know, I'm honored that you want to spend your time, you spend your time both listening to us and wanting to come talk on the podcast and practice being your authentic self because that's what makes me really happy. Right. And people who give us free marketing by putting their stickers, our stickers on your water walls and laptops. But I think all around just general support has been overwhelming and has made both Jess and I very excited and proud of what we've been doing here. Yeah. And we're, you know, we're taking a few weeks off to charge those juices to have random conversations that we think would make good segments <laughs> and you know to get set up but we want to let you know that we will be back January 26th with mm-hmm. season 2 oh baby and we got big things planned some good guests we're going to drop some real tea oh yeah Maybe not tea. Okay, I was gonna say what what tea do you got? Piping I don't know. Over maybe there? I'll maybe I'll get a kettle kettle going. Okay, okay. But if you, as always, if you want to be on, sorry, we're open. We always have room, and we always like to have people come on. So hit us up the Instagram, in person, smoke signal, Facebook. You can tweet Lindsay. That's her favorite social media. Oh my god, it's the best social media. Um, and we would love to hear from you. We would really love that. And again, thank you just so much for all the support this season. And I can't wait for you to hear the next. Yeah, so I'll leave it with what I always do. Follow us on Instagram at Sorry We're Open Podcast. Maybe we'll have some fun winter break content. Maybe. Take some time to catch up on maybe episodes you missed or episodes you want to re-listen to. And, you know, send it to the your home friends. Send it to the people you hang out with at home. Send it to a new person, you know. I hope that this has had some impact on you all and hopefully you want to spread that impact to someone else. But, you know, the more people listen, the more the better it is. And so we're thankful for every single one of you. And we're so excited for season two. Damn right we are. Bye, everybody. Bye.